and welcome to a new episode of PR360, and I'm your host, Brett Deister, and if you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and leave a review, it always helps with the ratings and let us know how we're doing. But this week, we have Christina Brown, and she is the Communications Director of Digital Undivided, and she brings a wealth of knowledge about branding, marketing, creative strategy, storytelling to organizations. She's also a content creator. She's done a ton of things helping women in the online space with diverse backgrounds. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Christina. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And first question I ask all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Definitely a coffee drinker. That's fair. I only really drink tea when I'm sick, (laughs) but I drink coffee every day to keep me going. That's completely fair. Do you have any favorites? I'm a K-cup person. I use a Keurig. So I'd say the Dunkin' Donuts K-cups keep me going. Gotcha. I call that the work coffee during the week for me. Because <laughs> I just get it and then go. And can you explain a little bit about what Digital Undivided is to our listeners? Absolutely. Digital Undivided is a nonprofit social startup. And we leverage data and advocacy to catalyze economic growth for Black and Latinx women entrepreneurs in innovation and technology. So our overall goal and our vision is to create a world where all women of color own their work. And so we do that through data and research, thought leadership, and programming. And we find a way to build community among women of color who are in the tech and innovation space and also advocate for them with our biennial data report, as well as exclusive programming, accelerators, incubators, fellowships, micro-investment. So yeah, that is pretty much what we do. So it's an all-inclusive way of just trying to get more voices to the public and have awareness about them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very important. And what do you see as growing trends in the branding for nonprofits? It's interesting. This is my first time working at a nonprofit full-time. I've been a, a fan of obviously the work of nonprofits for many years, but my first time being the chief storyteller. And I think what I see as a growing trend, especially now, is the importance of storytelling from the people perspective. So not talking about the work that you're doing, but allowing the people who are affected by your work to speak on your behalf. So almost creating brand ambassadors out of the men and women who you impact with the work that you do. So I definitely see that as a growing trend, less from the organization, putting messaging out there and letting people know what they do and more from the people who are being impacted, them being able to galvanize and storytell around what the organization has done for them. So that's definitely a trend I've seen. So less talk from the organization, more talk about basically what the organization's doing or the people in the organization. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So more from the people are being impacted. So as opposed to me being on a grand stage and talking about all the amazing work that we're doing, I may put one of our program participants to talk about their experience on a panel, or I might push someone who was part of our data report to talk about their personal experience and why this data report is so important to them. It's less about us telling a story and allowing the people who are actually reaping the benefits of our work to talk about why it's important. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the results have you seen with doing this? Have you seen it uptick a lot? Has it seen it gradually grow? How has it gone for you guys doing this way? Absolutely. I think I consider that we have, I would say, two kind of customers when it comes to who we are getting the message out to. We have 
the women who we want to include in our community, who we want to know more about what we're doing so that we can help them. And then we also have kind of the general public, our overall community who supports the work that we do. And I think on both ends, it has been really beneficial for us to have kind of these brand ambassadors and people who have been impacted by our work speaking on our behalf and telling the world about the great things that we're doing. We've obviously seen an uptick in the amount of people who support our work and also just more awareness. So if someone is part of our community, they do one of our programs and have an incredible experience, they're telling other founders about their experience with our program. And so we see an uptick in applications and more people who are interested in being a part of our programming. Same for anyone who is donating to our cause, them being able to spread the word and say how impactful the work is that we're doing to other people. And yeah, we've definitely seen a lot more awareness, just being able to allow the people who we impact to tell our story. Mm -hmm. And what have been some of your successful comp campaigns or even content campaigns or just all encompassing? What have been some successful campaigns that you've done? Yeah, since coming on board, I have been really intent on making sure that the women that we impact are really at the forefront. And so I would say one of our most successful campaigns is one that we did over the summer called Founders Out Front. And really, we we did a bit of research at the beginning of the pandemic. We sent out a questionnaire asking the women of color who are part of our community how they've been impacted by the pandemic. And many of them had such interesting things to say about how they've had to pivot and what they now have to do in order to stay in their arena and keep their businesses going. And as opposed to just presenting that data and having a report about it, we did do a report about it. We also commissioned a photo shoot called Founders Out Front, where we sent a photographer, all socially distanced, but sent a photographer to shoot them outside of their home and to really detail how they have had to change what they do with their businesses and rethink entrepreneurship in this time. And it was incredibly impactful. It was exclusively featured in Forbes. We got pickup from some amazing press outlets. And it was really a way to put the founders out front and show who they are, what their stories are, and why it's important to really support the work that we're doing so that we can keep this community going and allow them to have impact during this time. So that's definitely, I think, one of my favorite campaigns that I was able to spearhead this year was Founders Out Front. And we also tried to rethink how to tell the story around Black and Latinx women being innovators and being change makers. And instead of having like a list of stats or like a history book about it, we commissioned an animation. And so it was a, it's a one minute cartoon that showcases really amazing historical figures, female figures who are Black and Latinx who did groundbreaking work and they're unsung heroines that people don't really know about. So Marie Van Britten Brown, for example, she came up with the first patent for an at-home security system. People don't really know about her because she's not talked about as often as some of the other female entrepreneurs in history. And so having that list of women was incredible. And we were able to create animations based on their likenesses and showcase for our community really the rich history of innovation among Black and Latinx women. So those, I think, are my two favorite campaigns I worked on this year. And where do you see content going since you're a content creator yourself? Where do you see it going from 2021 and beyond? Because 2020 is almost over. Probably, thank God. But (laughs) Yeah, as far as where content creation is going, I think it's 
so important to lean into video content. And I know so many people understand how important that is now. I think making sure that when you create a business and you're creating content, that it is all geared towards a digital audience because we are not hyper-focused on local markets anymore. It's all about getting the word out to anyone within your reach. And that really, you have to lean into digital and you have to lean into, I think, video storytelling. So I definitely see that we're trending in that direction. And I think authenticity is so important. That's something that has become so much more relevant now, being able to tell real stories and not manufacturing these stories, but having them come straight from the heart and making sure there's dimension and layers to the stories that you're telling so that it's not all one-sided. Authenticity is really important as well with content creation. People want to see like the real you. They want to see the CEO behind the company. They want to see who's running things. So that's important. And do you think small businesses and PR pros are going to eventually become video and audio editors at the same time because of what you just said of video and audio because they both go together? Yep, 100%. I think it's an incredible skill to have. I think if you as a professional can't do it, you should have kind of in your back pocket any content creators and contractors that can do it for you because if your client's aren't already requesting that, they're going to be (laughs) more and more. So it's really important. And it's a great time for anyone who already has those skills, anyone who can create and edit video and audio. So for sure, PR pros should always be armed either with that skill themselves or with a group of people that can help them get it done. And do you have any favorite tools that you actually use for the content creation side? On my end, I don't use the tools. So at the director level, I charge other people with doing it. But I will say there are some really incredible tools that help with our scheduling around social media that we use. I'm also a huge fan of Canva for for graphic design creation on the fly and PicMonkey. That's another one that I use personally as a content creator. And then, yeah, there are so many amazing apps now that help with even video creation. And even inside of the major social media apps, there are content creation editing tools like Reels, for example, on Instagram. I think that's an incredible new way for people to represent visually and in video format what they're doing, how they're feeling, what lifestyle aspect they're getting into. So I would say as these new tools come out for PR professionals and content creators to stay on top of them, practice them, and just start doing it because it's going to become more relevant. Yes. (laughs) We're all going to be video stars soon. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And has actually COVID-19 actually impacted what you guys do? I know you talked about a little bit of it, but has it actually impacted any initiatives or has it helped strengthen you guys to position your constituents into a better light? It has definitely impacted us on so many different fronts. Digital Undivided, prior to the pandemic, a lot of our programming was in person. Part of it was virtual and digital, but a big piece of it was in person interacting and having in-person meetings and conversations, co-working, and none of that is possible now because of COVID-19. So we really had to shift very quickly towards making sure that our programming was now 100% virtual and being able to provide access to people all over the country versus people who could only come into our headquarters or our offices, for example. So yeah, we have shifted all of our in-person experiences online. We had to step up our relief efforts. So we started a micro-investment strategy at the beginning of this year, something we hadn't done prior, pulling in resources and pulling in partners 
um, to help us provide microinvestment for the women of color who are part of our organization, our alumni, and also overall women of color who needed the relief. So lots has shifted since the beginning of the year, and I'm proud to say that we've stayed ahead of the curve and made sure that we're still supporting our community with the work we do. Mm-hmm. And what is it going to be your messaging for 2021, and what have you learned from a, as a PR or communication professional about 2020 that you can actually use for 2021 as well? I think the biggest lesson I've learned this year is the importance of shifting and pivoting in real time because you just don't know. (laughs) I think prior to this, we had our processes, we had plans, we had things that were concrete and set in stone, and we would execute based on that. And this year has really shown that anything can happen. And so you have to be prepared to shift things in real time and readjust in real time in order to serve the community and and to do your job. So that's the biggest lesson I've learned, I think, into 2021. It's all about flexibility and making sure that you have a plan B and a plan C. Towards the end um, of this year, actually in a few weeks, we're going to be releasing, our organization is releasing our Project IAN 2020 report. It is the first data report that specifically sheds light on the state of Black and Latinx women founders in tech and innovation. And there are going to be some highlights in that report around the huge disparity between women of color and everyone else when it comes to getting funding for their businesses. But one of the amazing things that we've seen is that there are so many women of color who are really staying in the arena and aren't quitting, right? They're not throwing in the towel. They want to keep going and they're finding innovative ways to keep their their businesses going. And so I think that is huge takeaway for 2020 as well is that It's all about pivoting in real time and also innovation and finding a way to keep going despite the changes in the environment as best as you can, right? Yeah, I keep on hearing from a bunch of different PR pros, this is called the year of the pivot. It is. This is definitely the year of the pivot. If you didn't know how to do it before, now you have to be a pro at it now (laughs) because there's no other way to survive than to figure it out. This is very true. And fun question for you. If you could meet anybody living or dead, who would it be? It would have to be Michelle Obama. She is on my long bucket list of people that I am hoping to meet before I die. I just love her. I love everything that she represents and have been a huge fan of hers for so many years. And so she's definitely someone I would love to meet. Mm -hmm. And any final thoughts for our listeners? I would say on my end, I'm really excited to be in this role. I'm excited to do the work that I do. I think it's, just really important to always have a lens towards how you can make an impact with your work, with your influence, with your voice. And that's something that we stress a lot at Digital Undivided is the importance of having allies and having influencers and having people with a voice to really talk about these issues and and make change. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. So being able to talk about it and shed light on disparities and issues that separate people is really important. And so I'm excited about the work that we're doing, and I would love for everyone who's tuning in to, to, to support our work. So you can find out more by going to www.digitalundivided.com and definitely look out for our Project Diane report that's coming out in a few weeks. All right. Thank you, Christina, for joining PR360. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
And thank you for tuning in to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys. Stay safe. Learn some video editing and audio editing. And see you next week. Later.